Chapter Seventeen of Bunny Brown and His Sister Sue in the Big Woods by Laura Lee Hope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Sue decides to make a pie. Here, you're too little for such a job as this, cried Tom, as he stepped in front of Bunny. That's an old tough bird, and he's a born fighter. Better let me tackle him. Bunny was a brave little boy. But when he saw how large and fierce the gobbler was, his heart failed him a little. The big Thanksgiving bird, just then, made a furious rush at Sue, and as she jumped back, Tom stepped up in her place. The turkey did not seem to mind whom he attacked, as long as it was someone, though probably Sue's red dress had excited him in the first place, though why bulls and turkeys should not like red I cannot tell you. "'Look out, Tom,' called Bunny. "'He's a bad one.' "'He certainly is fierce, all right,' answered Tom. "'He's coming with a rush.' As he spoke, the turkey made a rush for him, keeping off the ground with outstretched wings and claws. He went gobble-obble-obble in loud tones, as though trying to scare the children. Tom was ready with a heavy stick he had caught up, and as the big bird sailed at him through the air, the lad aimed a blow at the gobbler. But the turkey seemed to be on the lookout for this and dodged. Then, before Tom could get ready for another blow, the gobbler landed back of the lad and came on with another rush. Look out, cried Bunny, but his warning came too late. The turkey landed on Tom's back and began nipping and clawing him. Get off, get off, cried the poorhouse lad, trying in vain to reach up with his club and hit the gobbler hard enough to knock him to the ground. But Tom's club was of little use with the big bird on his back. Bunny saw this and cried, Wait a minute and I'll throw some stones at him. You might hit Tom instead of the gobbler, said Sue, who was safe out of harm's way behind a big pile of wood. Don't throw any stones, Bunny. No, you'd better not, said Tom. I'll try to shake him off. So he rushed about here and there, swaying his back from side to side, trying to make the turkey fall off. But the gobbler had fastened his claws in the back of Tom's ragged coat. And there he clung, now and then nipping with his strong bill Tom's head and neck. Here comes Splash, cried Bunny. He'll soon make that turkey gobbler behave. Up the sandy beach of the lake shore came Splash, racing. He had stopped to look at a little crayfish, and it had nipped his nose, so Splash was not feeling any too pleasant. Most of you children know that a crayfish is like a little lobster. Here, Splash, Splash, cried Bunny. Come and drive this bad turkey off Tom. Bow, wow, barked the big dog as he came running. Tell him to hurry, begged Tom. I can't shake him off, and he's biting deep into my neck. I'm feared he'll bore a hole in it. Hurry up, Splash, hurry up, urged Bunny. Bow wow, barked Splash again, which, I suppose, was his way of saying he would. On he came, and all this while the gobbler was on top of Tom's back, gobbling away, fluttering his wings, and now and then making savage pecks at the boy's shoulders and neck. Splash will make him go away, said Bunny. Splash likes you now, Tom. He's a friend of yours, for he shook hands, and he'll do anything you want. Well, all I want is for him to get this gobbler off me, said the ragged boy. 
Hi, Splash, cried Bunny. Get at this bad gobbler. Splash rushed up to Tom, and then, raising up on his hind legs, nipped at the gobbler. The big bird made a louder noise than ever, and suddenly jumped down from Tom's back. Ha! I knew you'd do it, cried Bunny in delight. But just then something queer happened. Splash, seeing the bird flop down to the ground, made a dash for the gobbler with open mouth, barking the while. Now watch that old gobbler run, cried Bunny, capering about. But instead it was Splash that ran, unable to stand the sight of the big bird, with outspread and drooping wings, with all his feathers puffed out, to make him look twice as large as he really was, and with an angry gobble-obble-obble coming from his beak, Splash ran. It was no wonder, for the turkey was a terrifying sight. I think even a tiger, a lion, or perhaps an elephant would have run. Come back, come back, Splash, called Bunny. We want you to drive the turkey gobbler away from us. But the gobbler was already going away. He was going right after Splash, who was running down the road as fast as he could go. Well, we're all right, said Tom. That bird won't bother us any more. And I hope he doesn't come for me, said Sue. He scared me. But what about poor Splash? asked Bunny quickly. He'll scare our nice dog awful. Splash seems to be getting away, remarked Tom, rubbing the place in the back of his neck where the turkey had nipped him. Oh, oh dear, cried Bunny. Look what's happening now. Splash is coming back this way and the turkey is coming with him. Oh, what shall we do? He won't bother us as long as he has Splash to chase, said Tom. But I don't want him to chase Splash, said Bunny. The children watched what happened. Splash, with the turkey close behind him, was running back to a spot in front of the barn, where Bunny, his sister Sue, and Tom were standing. Just as the dog reached there, the turkey caught him by the tail. And I just wish you could have heard Splash howl. No, on second thoughts, it is just as well you did not, for you love animals, I am sure, and you do not like to see them in pain. And Splash was certainly in pain, for he would not have howled the way he did. And I think if a big strong turkey gobbler had hold of your tail, and was pulling as hard as he could, you would have howled too. That is, if you had a tail. Anyhow, Splash howled and tried to swing around so he could bite the gobbler, but the big bird kept out of reach. Oh, what can we do? asked Sue. Get sticks and beat the gobbler, cried Tom. No, wait, I know a better way, said Bunny. What? asked his sister. I'll show you, answered the little boy. He had seen on the green lawn of the farmhouse a water hose. It was attached to a faucet near the ground, and the water came from a big tank on the house, into which it was pumped by a gasoline engine. Bunny ran to the hose. The water was turned off at the nozzle, but it was the same kind of nozzle as the one on the brown's hose at home, so Bunny knew how to work it. In an instant he turned the nozzle and aimed the hose at the turkey, which still had hold of the poor dog's tail. All over the turkey splashed the water, and as the big bird tried to gobble and keep hold of Splash's tail at the same time, and as the water went down its throat, the noise, instead of gobble-obble-obble, sounded like gurgle urgle urgle 
There, take that, cried Bunny, squirting the water over the turkey. That will make you stop pulling dogs' tails, I guess. Indeed, the water was too much for the gobbler. He let go of Splash's tail, for which the dog was very thankful, and then the big bird ran toward the farmyard, just as the farmer came out to see what all the trouble was about. I had to splash your turkey to make him let go of our dog, explained Bunny. Oh, that's all right, answered the farmer. I guess that bird is a little better off for being cooled down. Glad you did it. None of you hurt, I hope. My neck's picked a bit, said Tom. Well, come in and I'll have my wife put some salve on it. No, thank you. We're in a hurry to get home, said Bunny. My mother has some goose grease. Well, that's just as good, I reckon. Next time I'll keep the old gobbler locked up. Mr. Brown was at home when Bunny, Sue, and the ragged boy reached the tent. The father and mother listened while Bunny and Sue explained what had happened, from going into the cave to the turkey gobbler. Well, you had quite a number of adventures, said Mr. Brown. I stayed out fishing by myself longer than I meant to, and when I came back to get you, I find you just coming in. We'll go this afternoon. And may Tom come too? I guess so, answered Mr. Brown. I know where there's lots of places to fish, said Tom. Mr. Brown talked it over with his wife after dinner, and they decided to let Tom stay in camp and do a little work, such as cutting the wood and bringing the water. But what do you suppose he means by saying that Mr. Bixby sticks needles into him? asked Mrs. Brown. That's what I'll have to look into, said her husband. The hermit seems to be a queer sort of chap. And Bunny finding one of his cars, too. Yes, that was queer. This will certainly have to be looked into. In a few moments after this conversation, Sue came from behind the kitchen tent. Come on, Sue, we're going fishing, called Bunny to his sister. No, you and Tom can go with father, said the little girl. I'm not coming. Why not? Are you afraid? Of course not, Bunny Brown. I'm just going to stay in camp and make a pie. Tom said he hadn't had one for a good while. I'm going to make him one. All right, make me one too, please, said Bunny. We're going after some fish. And with his pole and line, he started down toward the lake with his father and Tom. End of chapter 17